0: Welcome to Get Your Head Back in the Game. This is a podcast about the amazing human spirit to overcome setbacks and stories to inspire you to get your head back in the game. My name is Melissa Ross. I am a mother, a wife, a sibling, a former professional cyclist, a cycling coach, and a serial entrepreneur. I am a traumatic brain injury warrior. I have lost everything and have fought my way back step by step. And I invite you to do the same. So get ready to join me for this wild ride. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 11 of Get Your Head Back in the Game. My name is Melissa Ross and today I am with another traumatic brain injury survivor, Al Rocco. He is also an advocate for traumatic brain injury um, patients and people and is really passionate about helping um, to spread the word about what types of recovery are out there so you can start um, gaining that that healing and get back on the right track. Um, Al, thanks for joining me today.
1: Well, Melissa, you're on a great mission. I just wanna say um, uh, I'm fully recovered from my concussion. It was a really long journey. But I discovered there are four proven uh, therapies to uh, put your back together. Yeah. It's vision therapy by optometrists with, um, from the COVD college of visual development, um, segment. There's also neurooptometric, the Nora, NORA folks there's exposure therapy. I had hearing issues. And I worked with a great clinic and they basically just told me to go to the noisiest restaurant when I couldn't handle the noise to go back outside for a minute and then go back in. And the next thing you know, I could handle noisy environments. Wow. There's exercise therapy, which really helped, um, along with vision therapy, helped resolve my fatigue issues. And then there's uh, the balance slash uh, vestibular therapy. But the, I think the over Writing simple message, I want to give uh, patients out there is one. there's not just hope, but con- recovering from concussion with the right therapies is no different than you. You cut your finger and it it's going to heal. Your body's got four billion years of evolution behind it. The trick is to get the right therapies to force your brain to rebuild those circuits or uh, neurons that were damaged in the concussion. And your brain can definitely rebuild itself. You know, you can learn a new language, you can learn a new sport, right? So we know there's something called neuroplasticity. So it's the question of of finding what specific areas aren't working well, and then getting the right therapies that work on those. Now, is this going to be overnight? No, it right. probably took me. It probably took me six to nine months of um, of of targeted and uh, disciplined, uh, therapy. And that included, let's say 30 minutes a day of cardio exercises, 20 minutes of active full body movement, calisthenics, an hour of day of reading and, um, other, ex- other prescribed exercises. But let me tell you a little bit about my crazy journey. I had my, a cycling accident in September of 2015 and, um, You know, within like two weeks, it hadn't, you know, I was really foggy. I heard tape hiss in my ears, real noise. I had trouble with fatigue and had trouble after let's say reading on the computer screen after 45 minutes, I'd have to go lay down in my kid's room while they were, you know, at, at school during the day to recover and then come back and do work, I was working for a small startup remotely. So nobody knew, you know, how poorly I was struggling. Right? Yeah and uh you know after about a month i finally got uh, an appointment to see a local neurologist and he said uh well um since your symptoms have persisted past 30 days there's no chance of recovery so i was like wow well well, i'm just gonna have to i'm gonna have to tough this out and you know caffeine dark chocolate and and i'd work on the weekends to try to you know try to get my job done and you know i had one kid in college one kid just started college and one another uh, my youngest son um you know two, 2 years away from going to college so i had a lot of motiv- motivation to stay employed plus right. you know i enjoyed um most of the time working in a high stress high payoff uh, high tech sales career um then um after, after i got the neurologist to refer me to a um, physical therapy program, which was part of a, um, nationally recognized, um, uh, recovery, uh, center that, you know, famous for doing recovery on uh, a couple of celebrities. And I saw two different doctors of physical therapy and uh, they completely missed that I had a, uh, a vestibular issue. Huh. And, um, then I eventually probably within about 60 days after the accident, I went to, uh, another uh, head injury center in central new jersey and uh, i was examined by the director of the head injury unit and of course that head injury unit was famous for rehabbing another uh, local celebrity who was uh, hurt in a, in a uh, truck crash and they didn't diagnose anything but they said well if you want help with the fatigue you know we can prescribe something so i initially resisted since i really don't like prescriptions and the side effects have often proved to be uh, interesting for me to say the least. So, uh, probably on my second visit, I said, well, you know, I'm really struggling. Things are, it's hard to get through the day. Um, so I started taking, uh, Modafinil, which is a really strong, um, alertness drug along with, you know, multiple Starbucks, dark chocolate, and, you know, taking breaks during the day. But, you know, if I had, like the company CEO out in the field for a day and I had to take him out in customer visits. You know, I had to uh, really um, uh, really do my best to uh, look like I was alert and actually could keep right. track of stuff. And yeah. uh, I do remember uh, flying out to Chicago, I think within 60 days of my accident and two hours into a long meeting, even though I was already hopped up on stuff Uh, I couldn't follow the conversation. I was that exhausted. So I'm just sitting there trying to smile. And, um, you know, fortunately the next day I sent an email out to the group saying, these are my notes from the meeting, you know, the rest of the guys on my team, what else, you know, did we, did we catch? And, and, you know, I, I lean on other people politely to sort of fill in the blanks on on stuff, but um, there were a lot of meetings, you know, people would ask me about 30 days later and I'm like, I don't even remember being there. You know, oh, my short wow. memory was, um, uh, was problematic, but I do remember yeah. every, every night going to bed thinking, okay, this nightmare is going to end. I'm going to wake up and this is going to heal. You know, just like you have a sore arm and, you know, it goes yep. away or a sore leg, or you have a scab on your knee, it, you know, it goes away, but yeah. you know, that happened. So about nine months in, I went Googling online for neuroplasticity after reading a book by Norman Dolge, I think the brain that heals itself. And I went looking for the father of neuroplasticity and found out he's a deceased professor, I think at Tel Aviv university. So I went looking then for students of this professor. Oh, wow. And then I found a, a, um, a cognitive therapist in Chicago and then found on her blog that she was mentioned in a book called, uh, the ghost in my brain. And that was written by a professor in Chicago who had a car accident and saw a local neurologist in Chicago for 10 years. And then finally someone, one of his grad students suggested vision therapy. So eventually I made myself out. I made my way out to Chicago and saw the vision therapist he recommended as well as seeing a local vision therapist, uh, but vision therapy didn't get me the whole way. Right um the beauty of pharmaceuticals is your brain your body gets used to them so i had to increase the dosages mm. and then when the modafinil wasn't enough then we added uh long lasting adderall yeah as well as short acting adderall
0: oh wow and
1: then to go to sleep at night then i had i was taking uh two different uh sleep meds so the roller coaster of going up and going down was um Wow. So that was a wild, emotional uh, ro- roller coaster, and uh, my family witnessed some things that uh, were just absolutely crazy. So right. uh, they're yeah. really patient, and uh, they uh, they kept me on track somehow. But did uh, you
0: find yourself getting like angry outbursts, or um, just feeling like your personality was different when you were going through that?
1: Well, when I got really, really tired, and uh, let's say I took a plane trip for business or even for vacation, just going through the airport, and, or, and, and my neurologist said the, the air pressure changes would put a stress on your brain. The next day, I'd have the shortest fuse, and uh, that was not pretty. Uh, there were some bad, uh, there were some bad family, and my family saw some bad incidents. No, yeah. It's not good. It's not good at all.
0: I can relate. <laughs> yes. And, and I had
1: assistance from all those prescriptions as well that, uh, and the crazy thing was, you know, my healthcare plan assigned a health advocate to me and you know, I'd ask him, you know, cause yeah, you know, I'm running up a bill, a thousand dollars a month on stimulants. Right. Wow. And you know, your life's in good shape when you go to the CVS prescription counter and you're on a first name basis with the, um, with the pharmacist or the pharmacist assistant, you know, that's uh, never a good sign, but, uh, um, about two and a half years into the journey and and I saw lots of different therapists, I found lots of different things online, none of them effective, but they all took my, you know, they all took the billing, you know, whether in network or out net at a network, whether they were effective or not, you know, when you're desperate, you, you, you grasp at straws.
0: Right. Well, plus you don't have any direction on where to even go. You know, you're doing this on your own.
1: Yeah, no, and and essentially, um, you know, when you when you've seen when you've been seen by um, all three major medical centers in northern New Jersey, you're like, well, okay, so, you know, what you know, I've seen all the doctors with all the diplomas on the wall, and you know, what do I do? You know, but you know, this is not a good way to live. And uh, eventually I got laid off from my job because I just, I just couldn't get to uh, meetings on time. Yeah. I, I, I just had to conserve my energy and take a break before leaving if I knew I was going to be, you know, have to be um, on my feet and, uh, you know, have a good presence for two or three hours. Right. So, you know, and chewing Adderall's in the middle of a meeting sometimes, you know, that, you know, that might get you another 20 minutes, you know, but you know, if you, if you ate too many Adderall's, you weren't going to sleep that night, which, uh, yeah, you know, that, that wasn't fun either. So, um, believe me, I found drugs stashed all over the house, uh, you know, a year or two after I stopped taking them. Cause you know, I, sometimes I was so tired. I was like, I didn't want to go upstairs to get them. So,
0: oh, huh. you know, I
1: had an upstairs stash and a downstairs stash. So,
0: yeah.
1: you know, that's, um, you wow. know all of a sudden you move something around oh hey wow look what i found you know <laughs> <laughs> let's get i think i made four or five trips to the uh drug disposal uh box at the local police station you oh know? my goodness yeah yeah because i you know you find a stash you know I, I even had a stash in my wallet one day that you know i'm pulling out my driver's license i'm like whoa i got some Adderalls hidden in here you know yeah So, um, but uh, eventually what got me over the hump was uh, one day, my wife is talking to a friend of hers in Philadelphia and she was explaining that uh, I was not doing well. And uh, she said, uh, oh, one of my neighbors, her daughter was playing lacrosse or soccer, I forget which in, in the Philadelphia area, got a concussion you know, from heading a ball or getting hit by a, a lacrosse ball. Yeah. And so all the specialists in Philadelphia for like a year got nowhere and eventually ended up at uh, a world class uh, concussion clinic at uh, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center Sports Concussion Clinic. Wow. And uh, they put her back together again. So. Um, I immediately Googled up Dr. Mickey Collins at uh, UPMC. Yeah. Found on their website that they put concussion into six buckets. And one of their buckets was a fatigue concussion. Huh. And I'm like, oh, so they know who I am. Because, <laughs> you know, I've been to all these places and they like, you know, we run all little tests. I did one facility put me through an all day neuropsychological exam. Yeah.
0: You know, that one that of those. was actually
1: painful. I couldn't complete it. And then after that, they had, no ideas on what to do now to fix me. Wow. The only suggestion was to break my workday up into smaller bits so yeah. I wouldn't get fatigued. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really work. I got to have, I want my life back. Right. Yeah. So when I went up to UPMC, they reassured me that they would put me back together again. They see over 7,000 concussed patients a year. Wow. And, um, you know, one simple rubric I found for concussion clinics is if the concussion clinic has received funding from the NFL, you're probably in a top notch program. Yeah. If they have not received NFL funding, it's hit or miss. Right. But I mean, I, 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 since I, my friends know I've recovered, I've uh, they refer their friends to me. So I, they were, you know, one, one woman in Miami went to the major medical center in Miami and as well as other specialists was getting nowhere. I talked to her two or three times and finally she was just so exhausted. She couldn't make sense. I called my friend Rick up. I said, Rick, you have to call her husband and get her the UPMC. And cause she just can't manage her help. She's so dysfunctional. Right they made a visit and uh, that got it back together again. Wow. So, um, you know, I sound like I work for UPMC, but (laughs) yeah, the evidence is just simply overwhelming. Yeah, It's they, since they have so much more experience and they've been doing this for so many years, right. Right. That, um, you know, they really are in depth and what's great about the UPMC program, it's an all day, exam, you just sign up and they just schedule you into different specialists all day long. So it's like assembly line, like cookie cutter. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the team meets with you and tells you, okay, this is what you got to do, you know, the next step. And we want to see you in 30 days and oh. see where you're going. Yeah. And in some cases, after 30 days, people were all done and you know, where you go, you know, Wow. and one of the things UPMC had me do was, you know, try to wean off all the drugs I was on. And, you know, that was a challenge as well. And, um, I could have managed that better in hindsight, but, um, it took me a while. Like, you know, I got off the uppers quickly, Yeah. it took me a while to get off the sleep meds. Oh, well, when, yeah. when you don't sleep, you know, that that's yeah. not either, you know, so, but there UPMC is, is just amazingly unique and how well organized they are they're an academic medical center. They publish research. Um, and they're genuinely nice people. I ran into a number of, um, less than, um, less than compassionate doctors along the way. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I had some funny moments at UPMC, I think on my second visit there, they looked at my progress. They went, you know, I I was definitely doing better. Um, and, uh, you know, they knew I had a cycling accident and they said, well, we want you back on your bicycle. And I'm looking at them, like, you yeah, know, that was bad news, you know? So they're like, okay, we want you on your bicycle, but we want you on like trails, not on the road. Yeah. I mean, not that, that got hit by a car. I had an accident because there was a bad paving. Um, uh, they were repaving the road and left a hazard, uh, that, uh, Oh no! Put a record number of cyclists into the ER when I got to yeah. the ER. They're like, oh, you know, we've seen uh, a whole bunch of cyclists this weekend. Uh, you know, we got a full bay of you guys.
0: Oh dear. You know,
1: the, the ER said they called the local police department to close the road on Saturday, and I, of course, I came in on Sunday. Oh no! Yeah, so I was part of a bumper crop that weekend, but. um uh the guy UPN UPMC basically um told me we want you out there in the world with your head bouncing, your eyes seeing a million points of information.
0: Yeah. We
1: want that to generate, you know, um brain activity. And then um I looked at him and I said, uh, well my wife is not gonna believe this, believe me. I said, You gotta write this down. So I got <laughs> so I got a prescription to go cycling, you know. So, um, then the next month when I came back, they said, well, we want you out in the road to get over the fear or whatever. And
0: yeah, that's
1: that's your, that's your sport. And that's your happy, one of your happy places. I said, well, you gotta write that down as well. (laughs) (laughs) because My wife's not going to believe that one as well.
0: Did was this after you did vision therapy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Vision therapy got me, you know, part of the way, but the exercise therapy, the calisthenics, the full body movement yep. helped reintegrate my brain back into my body. My proprioception was right. off, my vestibular system was off, and um, so it's really all about movement. So we use in the in in the language the phrase mind-body, but I'm now of the mind that, oh well, not of the mind, I'm of the thinking that it's really body-mind. Yeah. So the, it's, you know, we are one unit, even though we think of ourselves in pieces. So if you push your body, your brain's going to come along for the ride and right. you know, the more blood flow, UPMC had me doing half an hour a day of cardio. And I'd been doing that before. And I found that my, my, all the, um, uppers I was taking, they worked better if I did 20 minutes or 30 minutes of cardio.
0: Yeah. So cardio
1: is good for uppers as well as for healing, but. Uh, Excuse me, but um, uh, it's really body-mind. So if you maintain your body, uh, your mind comes along for the ride. But, yeah. but I, 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 def- I mean, one of the funniest things when I was at UPMC, the first time they asked me to, to go out cycling, I looked at them, I said, well, what if I have another concussion? So I'm looking around, there's six of them and they're all like looking back at me. And I think Dr. Mickey Collins just piped up and said, uh, well, we'll put you back together again. <laughs> yeah. And so I really appreciated the, the quiet confidence and, you know, obviously yeah. the other football players, their facility is right across the, uh, complex from the, um, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, um, oh, wow. uh, practice facility. So, um, it, uh, you know, it's a big facility and, and world-class, but, um, yeah, I've sat in a lot of sales meetings. Had to read the room, and I'm looking around. I guess I go, "Well, no one's bullshitting me. They're going to put me back together again if I have another concussion." So yeah, so I got back on the bicycle. You know, so uh, believe me, I'm a skeptical New Yorker. So uh, <laughs> that was um, really good to read the body language. Okay, so you have another concussion. So what? Yeah, that's the way they look at it.
0: Now, right. of course, if you
1: have a, you have a thousand impacts. That's CTE that's different than a concussion.
0: Right. You
1: know, I think, I think what, you know, without them saying it, they're saying, you know, you can have a couple of them in your life and you can still get on with your life. Okay. Yeah. So, so I think the message again is, you know, I know there are probably people out there who have car, have had car crashes, cycling accidents, or they just bumped their head on in the kitchen and you think, well, I had two or three of these and my life is over. Hell no, yeah. you know, get to a really good facility. Uh, ideally one that's been NFL funded and, um, and UPMC, uh, sports concussion program in Pittsburgh does do telemedicine. So, you know, get on the phone and, um, it can take two days for them to call you back because they're busy. They They get a lot of calls. So, I mean, people go come from Australia to, um, go to that clinic. Yeah, you think going from uh, Michigan's a long way? Well, you know, if uh, you want to get your life back. That's the place to go. And they've got great testimonials on their website.
0: Right? What was uh, some of the more interesting um, forms of therapies they did with you?
1: Um, well, you know, I was using, um, you know, my vision therapists along the way had given me glasses. Yeah built in prisms to reduce the focusing burden, which really like that was the first like eye-opener or step forward in function. All of a sudden, I could go from reading like an hour to four hours before. Wow. before being moderately tired, those prism glasses prescribed by Dr. Zelensky were a world uh, changer for me. Wow. Okay? But that didn't get me all the way. okay yeah. So what UPMC said was, okay. You know, I'm there, and they're like, you know, telling me, I got to get rid of your drug, you have to get rid of your drugs. I'm like, yeah, I know, they're not good. They're like, well, you gotta get rid of the prism glasses. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's like the first thing that's been like a, a good thing for me. They said, right. well, they said, that's like a crutch. It's, you know, it's making life easier for you, but it's, you know, it's not the long term solution. So real simply, they just told me to read an hour a day yeah. using regular glasses. So I'm sitting there with my iPad or the uh, printed, the hard copy New York Times, because I'm such an old timer, I like, you know, printed
0: newspapers.
1: (laughs) So to get me to, you know, have a a decaf coffee while reading the New York Times for an hour a day, well, that was tough work, you know, so I mean, I was like, okay, I know how to do that. And the next thing you know, I didn't need the prism glasses. I can't tell you whether that took four weeks or eight weeks, whatever, but, you know, it's... it was a lot simpler to do than uh, using, um, I forget that string with the balls on it. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but um, uh, that was the simplest therapy. I mean, I had a piece of software that the vision therapist in New Jersey, Dr. Meyer, gave me uh, HTS, home therapy systems that oh, you know, okay. made a big difference. Yeah, that was only 10 minutes a day. But uh UPMC had me doing full body uh calisthenics, you know, no weights, you know, planks, lifting weights diagonally, everything with movement to keep my and use my eyes to follow the weights.
0: Yes. <laughs> and
1: then and then like sideways planks moving my arms. Yeah. yeah. There's probably yoga names for all these moves, but uh
0: Yeah. What um did they have you do for your memory? Nothing. Oh.
1: Yeah, I went to a cognitive therapist and we did stuff and there, you know, so, um, I'd say my memory's just as bad as it was before, but, uh, <laughs> no different, but it's a lot better than I was during the, uh, recovery period. Yeah. just basically restoring all the systems. So I was doing a normal amount of effort to see the balance yeah. free energy to do, to get the memory task going better.
0: Yeah. My, so. um, physical therapist would have me when I was doing vestibular therapy count like backwards from a hundred and fours or, sure. um, like just weird stuff. And that was so hard. I re- I remember, but it, it totally started jarring my, um uh, my short-term memory. And then the vision therapy actually worked on the visual part of memory.
1: Yeah, the vision, you know, if, if half your brain's involved with vision, if that's not working right, then your brain can't do other stuff. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm um, I'm not, I'm not really sold on cognitive therapy tests, you know, and, you know, like you do Sudoku when you're old to like <laughs> your brain or whatever, right? Or yeah. puzzles. I'm of the mindset now, if you want to maintain your brain, go out and get some cardio and get outside, get some real yeah built some muscle because sure. let's think about it. If you build muscle, right. Your body has to build nerve fibers to control them. Right. Yep. Let's think this through, but then your brain has to learn how to control those nerve fibers. So it has to develop something. So if there's all this construction going on, well, the memory circuits that were damaged or whatever was damaged, just come along for the ride. You know, I took fish oil and all these supplements, nonsense stuff, complete nonsense, complete nonsense. I will say there's a lot of misinformation on the web written by very well-known doctors with lots of abbreviations after their name. Yeah. Completely nonsensical. I'm not going to name the institutions, but. Google up fatigue and concussion, and you can find some major medical centers that have no idea how to address this. Right. Okay. And they now they don't even call out vision therapy, which is a basic. But the yeah, um, I'm a UPMC true believer, and th- they're a full body uh, program to pull your brain along for the ride. Yeah. And they're relentlessly optimistic and they stick with you through all your setbacks. And if something's not working, you go back, or they give you another idea and try something else. Cause they see so many people they know, okay, if A, B and C didn't work well, we still have like 12 other options to play with. Yeah. And you're not unique. They see you every day. Yeah. And uh, so, um, you know, so, so recovery is, it's a lot simpler than you think it is. <laughs> okay. And I know this is really hard. It's really hard to manage your life when you, you're not functioning. You're dealing with medical claims that are being denied. You know, you're having to appeal them. In some cases, I had to teach people how to properly code the claim. Right. With multiple uh, CPT codes. So it actually would get reimbursed you know, better than three cents. It's funny how, you know, as a, as a patient, you have to teach the medical system. Yeah. It, um, um, you know, when you bring your car in for repair, you don't teach the mechanic where the carburetor is.
0: <laughs> True. No, it's, it's but that's a little bit of,
1: but that's a little bit of what I went through.
0: Yeah. I no, it's other
1: people don't have to do this, but, Inevitably that you are, if you're listening to this, you're out there and you're struggling. And uh, what what I want to say is there's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel and you can get back to where you were before. And um, I mean, since I'm retired now, I'm I'm in better health than I was when I'm working.
0: Yeah. So
1: so people ask me, have you recovered a hundred percent? I'd say, well, basically I've recovered 110% because I'm stronger i'm fitter and um you know where we go yeah yeah you know, my kids still think i'm crazy but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> my kids do too <laughs> good how old? how old
0: Uh they're four and
1: Oh, uh, that's a different age two yeah, my- girls yeah so oh, they yeah, don't have
0: a- any real memory of um uh, they don't really understand that what happened to me No, they don't have a reference
1: point yeah my my kids know the before and after yeah well the before the during and then the after you know
0: yeah so so, wow uh, well i'm i'm really excited that you you were able to find the resources you needed and get back to where you need to be yes because you I'm sure you were in a really, really bad spot for a while. And that, <laughs> it, it was that,
1: not fun. That was a uh, uh, really grin and bear um, existence for uh, a good two and a half years.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's painful, but that's, it's remarkable how, how hard you work to, to, to recover and, you know, keep that light at the end of the tunnel there. So You could get get there
1: i like to think that 30 years of selling and taking no from a lot of (laughs) effective customers prepared me to be stubborn and work my way through this and son of a gun we're gonna get through this yeah a lot of family support and friends um but i will say this it's you look fine that's the trickiest part about brain injury is nobody knows and um clearly I understand the phrase, you never knew what the other person's going through. Right. Right. Cause yeah. you know, I sat in a lot of meetings and wandered around my neighborhood and, you know, I, you know, to, from the outside look fine, but you know, if, if you can't sit in a noisy place or, um, if you can't follow a conversation past 30 minutes, or if you have trouble reading, um, it's a tricky way to go through life.
0: Yeah. Did you have any trouble with driving?
1: Well, I—I I mean, I so I had customers down in Maryland, and usually I'd go with um, coworkers. But in some cases, I—I'd have to make the trip on my own. So you know, chew on some Adderalls, get there the night before, you know, uh, and then maybe on the way back I'd stop. You know, as soon as I felt myself getting tired and. I just pull the seat down in my car yeah, and look up at, through the skylight and just wait 45 minutes and go in and find a Starbucks, get some caffeine, get back on the road. You know, I was very mindful about uh, if I was not feeling well, to just get off to the next exit. and yep. and uh, But it, believe me, there were some pretty um, uh, desperate feeling uh, moments where you're like, okay, uh, I've got 120 miles to go from home. And I'm a complete mess. Yeah. And I just drank coffee and it's not getting me anywhere. Right. So so I can remember my uh, I left a meeting in Jersey City and went to a mall to get something to eat at like 430. And at 830, my wife's calling me, where are you? And I'm like, I'm so exhausted. I can't even make my way out of the mall. Oh, wow. You know, eventually I like collected enough brain power to get out and make the 20 mile drive home, you know, you know, but there were some real, um, uh, uh, real sobering, uh, uh, you know, not fun uh, days. I mean, when I was in Manhattan meeting customers, I got to know where all the New York City libraries were. And I'd go in there and just put my head down at a reading cubicle. And recoup for 45 minutes and then get up and you know go on to the next meeting you know yeah yeah you know so there were some real survival strategies that were uh, you know tricky you know right um, I can remember begging my way into a um an American Express airport lounge they said we're, we're we're at capacity we're full I said I just need to place someplace quiet to sit for an hour you know you know that uh, whatever I'm just I'm sitting there in my business suit I look like you know <laughs> a normal businessman just like everybody else and I'm just like wow well, the world's moving really slow and I can barely think and um, yeah I'm having trouble navigating and I'm just going to find any you know like corner or seat I can sit on and just sat there and you know paid my 50 bucks for an hour or so in the uh, you know the Amex lounge so um yeah, there were um I can't remember how many times, you know, I had to um just duck out. Or yeah. if I was in a long meeting, you know, I'd let all my coworkers leave uh the parking lot and um you know, I'd drive out of the parking lot, like go two office parks down, and then go park in someone else's office complex <laughs> and sit there for an hour until yeah. I had the brain power to get back on the highway, you know. <laughs>
0: I used to do something like that in my small town. I would drive from my office to the park and I would try to like take a nap in my car just to get like a break. Sure. But I acted like I was going somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no. It it uh um that was uh that was challenging.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well yeah when
1: I just remember one of the things UPMC told me when I left because I was struggling with fatigue. They told me you gotta keep your eyes open, no napping. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
0: But yeah, you feel was... like you wanna nap all the time.
1: Oh yeah, that was bad news. And I'm getting off all the uh uppers at the same time. Yeah. That was like, okay, so I'm gonna go for a walk and you know, you know, just like you know, and then once in a while I I cheat and, and close my eyes for two minutes, but then eventually I didn't have to do that, you know,
0: huh.
1: so, you know, but yeah, that was. Uh, oh, that was crazy in the beginning, trying to keep my eyes open.
0: Yeah, but
1: so, but. Um, um, I mean, the goodness is there are no drugs uh, FDA approved for TBI.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. You know, just like, there's no drugs approved to build biceps, right? If you build (laughs) biceps, you gotta, it's exposure therapy. You gotta work them. Right. Yep. So you gotta build your brain back with targeted therapies. And, uh, you know, where to go. I don't need to tell you again, which clinic I, um, am wholeheartedly endorsing. That's,
0: that's great. Um, and it reminds me, I, um, had interviewed, uh, another person a few months ago about her TBI and she was recovering from the Craig, uh, rehabilitation hospital. Um, sure. In Denver, I think. Yeah. And, um, and hers was like all day too, or, um, she had to live there for several weeks, but she, you know, she didn't get a break either. And they're really sure. renowned for their recovery and spinal Great. and um brain injuries. So yeah.
1: Good. That's good. Yeah, no, the UPMC sent me home just to uh you know challenge my family. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything else that you wanna discuss from your
1: no, from I'm story? just I just you know i feel for everyone that's out there struggling through this because the medical system is disorganized the insurance companies aren't a real help they'll pay for ineffective therapies or prescriptions yeah sign your patient advocate which will take up your time and you know they'll check in on you every week or every month whatever how are you doing blah 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 and you're like okay well what can i do next right to get better you know i don't want to be taking nuva jill you know, and uh, Adderall or XR and regular Adderall all day long, yeah. just to function, right? So, um, and so now you know why our medical insurance is so expensive because you know they'll pay for things, but they have no clue about you know what to do, right? But the simple yep. thing is exercise. That's you know you hear about eat well and exercise. Well, that's good for your brain too. But you know, you need, you need someone who knows which exercises to do in which order and the right clinics can do amazing work and get you back to the, back, back to where you were or better. Yeah, I guarantee it. (laughs) So,
0: well, that's awesome. Um, I'm definitely going to check them out. (laughs) Great. (laughs) um well,
1: this is great meeting you and i will follow up in a couple of weeks to see if you made an appointment yeah <laughs> and you can mention that you talk to me okay
0: okay i will <laughs>
1: yes Yeah. so that's. Well, um,
0: yeah well yeah. thank you so much al for oh thank you again thank you everyone for listening to this episode and just a quick reminder that this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or advice from a professional if you need help be sure to reach out and get the appropriate help that you need Um, i hope you all enjoyed this episode and again i'm rooting for you out there take good care bye